Hi, thank you for joining me. This is John Newby, John 2028 Apologetics and Lion and Lamb Podcast. This is going to be episode 14. And I want to go a little back to the roots of um, what I want to, you know, show my fellow brothers and sisters here through social media. And that is the identity of God and uh, the miraculous um, salvation that came through his eternal son. So... Um, yes, we will talk more politics on this uh, podcast, online land podcast, but um, today we are going to go over um, the Trinity, okay? So if you've heard my first episode, then I've stated my my faith, my what I believe, my um, what I, you know, what I want you to know what I believe, and I don't hide it. So I do absolutely believe in the doctrine of the Trinity. I do believe that um, Father, Son, and Spirit are eternal. I've always coexisted, and uh, Jesus is God. The Holy Spirit is God, and the Father is God. There's one God and those three distinct persons, but there's one being of God. He's also called Yahweh in the Old Testament. Um, And uh, I wanted to go over a verse in the Old Testament that is clear as day the um, doctrine of the Trinity so uh, but first I want to go ahead and say this real quick if you've if you notice all cults all cults have a certain common denominator a certain common denominator so whenever you see this common denominator this is a this is the tall tale sign that this is a cult because as, as Christ said in John, that unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. Um, this is so important. This is so important. And the common denominator is the deity of Christ. Every single, every single um, religion that comes from the pit of hell will never teach the deity of Christ. They have all these things in common. All of them teach that... Christ is a created being. You can go from Islam to Mormonism to Jehovah's Witness. All of them obviously have different teachings and beliefs, but the common denominator is the deity of Christ and that he was created. In Islam, they believe that he is a prophet and he is, and he, you know, Allah cannot tell, uh, no one can call Allah their father. Um, that he is just a prophet of Allah, okay? And he's a created being. In Mormonism, they believe that him and Satan are brothers and that he's created. And he was created through sexual intercourse, through God the Father, through a woman, one of his billions of wives. And Jehovah's Witnesses believe that he's Michael the Archangel, which he was created at one point in time. All these cults, have this common denominator, and there's many more cults, have this common denominator about Christ, that he's not that he is not eternal, that he's created. Okay? So, but what does the Bible teach? So the word Trinity, so and we can't be scared to say these things, y'all. The word Trinity is not in the Bible. It's a Latin word. And it's a Latin word to sum up the theology of uh the Trinity. Okay? So you got to understand that just because the word Trinity is not in 
the scripture doesn't mean it's not um, scriptural, okay? And the the Trinity is just like I said, it's a Latin word that tries to sum up the 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 um, the doctrine of the Trinity, and it's Latin. And of course, the original the Old Testament was written in um, ancient Hebrew, and the New Testament was written in Koine Greek. So Latin Vulgate came after um, the Greek Septuagint, which is also a translation of the Old Testament. And the original Gospels were written in Greek, but there is some evidence that um, I believe uh, Matthew was written in Hebrew and translated to Greek. But anyways, Latin is a language that came after, so it was just a way to um, for people to sum up the doctrine of the Trinity. Just call it the Trinity. Try. Three. Try. Trinity. Latin. Okay? Alright, but... uh. Throughout the history of time and throughout Jews, the Jews have had internal debates. This was before Christ, before the Messiah came in human form and was born of a virgin and lived a sin-free life and died and rose again for our sins and bodily ascended to heaven. Before the Messiah came, there was eternal, in, um, excuse me, there was internal debates between Jews about um, different, um, how can I put this? Different, uh, different persons of Yahweh in the Old Testament. Okay. And, uh, so when we look at the different names that God or what Jews applied to God, like for instance, they, um, the angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord. I did a video of this on my YouTube, the angel of the Lord in some instances is worshipped and prayed to and forgive sins. He's actually the one that's in the burning bush. It's the angel of the Lord, if you read it carefully. Um, where the Jews at this time were like, okay, well, is this another person of God? But they, you know, they, they, they said the Shema, you know, uh, our Lord, our God, our Lord is one every day. But they also recognize that God is unique and his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts and and you can't wrap God up into your mind and completely understand his complexity um, and if you could then would he be worth worshiping think about that so the, you know the complexity of God is is grand and it's as it should be but uh the Jews were like okay so is the angel of the Lord God? Or is the word God? So when John wrote one one, John was you know um, you know in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Okay, in our K in our logos prostantheon in Greek. Okay, so was that that he was when he wrote that he was easily addressing what Jews knew at the time commonly. Who's the word? Who's the spirit? Like this stuff is in the Old Testament, and Jews had eternal debates about this. Okay, for like the Lord sends to my Lord whenever Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. You know, that we'll talk about that verse another time. But I want to go over this one with you. Okay, so Bible study time. Go to Isaiah 59, 20 to 21. I believe this is one of the greatest verses, uh, two verses about the, you know, describing the Trinity. And you're going to read here why Jews at the time before Christ had eternal internal Debates about um, the 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 identity of Yahweh, the identity of God. 
Now, this is the Father speaking. So, he's speaking about someone else. And a Redeemer will come to Zion. This is the ESV version. Isaiah 59, 20 and 21. And a Redeemer will come to Zion. To those in Jacob who turn from transgressions, declares the Lord. So, forgiveness of sin. And as for me... So now the Father speaking of himself, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. Then he says the Spirit, my Spirit that is upon you and my words that I have put in your mouth shall not depart out of your mouth or out of the mouth of your, of your offspring or out of the mouth of your children's offspring, says the Lord. From this time forth and forevermore. So you clearly have three different persons being mentioned with the salvation process, with um, the word of God being kept, and how it's being brought forth, and how it will forevermore be applied to his children. Those are attributes of only to God. Only God can forgive sin. Only God can give his word. And only God can make a covenant. But all three of these things are applied to the three different persons. And the Father is speaking about them and not of just himself. And that's what the the doctrine of the Trinity has always been is that all three are in unison. They all work together with different roles, even when it comes to you, when it comes to your salvation. Okay, so the Father sent the Son and the Spirit from His throne, singular, in Revelation. So, first of all, let's unpack that real quick. So, the Father sits on a singular throne. Who is the only uh, being that can sit on the throne of God? Well, it's God. It's a singular throne. Only the being of God can sit on that throne. No created creature can sit on the throne of God. Yet God the Father sent His Son from His throne and the Spirit from His throne. So they were on the throne with the Father. That's in Revelation. Okay, so now continue. So now the God the Father sends his eternal Son and his, and his eternal Spirit from the singular throne. And then the eternal Son is born of a virgin, lives a sin-free life, dies and rises again bodily, and then ascends to the Father... Yet he gave his life on his own accord. But see, now, God God the Father sent it. God the Son forgives sin. And through his sacrifice, sin is forgiven. And then the Spirit seals the work of the Son. Once you accept, once you are chosen, whether you be, you know, Calvinist or an Armenian, a free elect or free, whatever. Once you are washed in the blood of the Lamb, the Holy Spirit seals you. 
So all three are have a certain job, if you want to call it that, or, or certain you know parts in your salvation. Okay, doesn't that awfully sound awfully a lot like what we just read in Isaiah fifty nine, where the word of God and the transgressions and his people and forevermore and all this this is just this is just a foreshadow to the roles that the father son and spirit have in the old testament to what they have today and that's when jesus is one of the many in-depth uh reasons when jesus said that i came to fulfill the scripture i came to fulfill god's word this is just one of the many, um, you know, deep theological parts of it. So, remember, and there's, there, I mean, listen, I could do a hundred videos on the, you know, the triune nature of Yahweh in the Old Testament. Okay, so the Trinity is not just based upon one verse. The Trinity is based upon a gradual um, unveiling of the nature of God as he unveils himself to us from Genesis to Revelation. Okay, there are verses like this in the Old Testament, but the full unveiling of it comes in the New Testament. And God has always kind of worked like that. He had strict rules in the Old Testament about how you're supposed to live. And then as we matured and got older as a human race, then he uh, lifted some laws and now the laws are in your heart, which made the laws harder, by the way. And it's just like, say, if anyone listening to this podcast, say you have a child. You got a child, right? Four or five years old. They can play in the front yard, maybe the driveway. About 8 to 10, they can ride their bike around this neighborhood street. 12, 14, they can maybe go to the mall or, you know, uh, something at the beach. 16, 17, 18, then they could drive. Got to be home at a certain hour. And then you try to transition them to get ready for college so they don't go bonkers. And that's the same way with God. We were in an infancy of, of a race. And gradually... He uplifted these laws to keep us in control so we didn't go nuts and then brought us to the ultimate fulfillment, which is it's not you can't just murder your neighbor. You can't hate him with your heart, too. So he upped it. But it's a transition to that type of responsibility when it comes to your sin. And that's the same token with the Trinity. God reveals it. In, in a correct and do in a, in, a, in a time that he feels we can fully understand and grasp it. The Jews in the Old Testament in the Old Testament time had this internal debate amongst themselves. And we got the full fulfillment in the New Testament. That's why when Jesus said, before Abraham was and I am, the Jews tore their garments and said blasphemy. 
or when Jesus said that you know that um, that um, Isaiah is prophesying about me. They knew these things, and when when the apostles and 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 uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John wrote the Gospels, and they were addressing Jews and Romans, and they were addressing certain people. John knew that Jews were going to read the Gospel of John, and he was more targeting them. That's why it says in the beginning was a word, and the word was with God. The word was God. He knew that the the Jews at that time had had that internal debate about the word, and he wanted to hammer it right then and there. Okay? So that's just a quick Bible study on Isaiah 59, 20 through 21. The Trinity in the Old Testament. Thank you for listening. God bless you in Jesus' name.